Good evening, everyone. Welcome again to Sister Christian Podcast. I am Christina Renee, your host, and glad to be here tonight. It has been a day. Happy Tuesday. Oh, wow. I work as, um, I don't know about you guys, but when you deal with people, I think most of us have jobs that deal with people um, in some way, shape, or form. And some days are a little bit easier than others. And uh, yeah, because, you know, we humans can be flawed at times and can sometimes bring out the worst in each other. Uh, Yeah, had a couple of, I work with patients all day in the healthcare industry. And um, yeah, it was was a long day. But um, one thing I wanted to talk about tonight, um, the topic for tonight and it might be a topic for other programs as well, is anxiety and depression and fear. And, you know, those are huge topics. And, uh, you know, there's, it's such, uh, you know, it's in a pandemic state, right? And um, gosh, I hate to even use the word pandemic after this last year. But, you know, being, I have worked in this industry for the last year, year and a half, and uh, really seen a huge increase in fear and anxiety, um, and rightfully so in some cases um, this last year. I mean, how have you felt? How have you dealt with everything that's going on? How have you dealt with, um, you know, when fear comes against you, when you start thinking thoughts like, what if? And, but, you know, that how we were talking about in the last program, how you know, the bills keep coming and you don't know how you're going to pay them because it's always seems to be more month than money or, you know, you look, you lose your job. Um, I know so many people, um, I was so grateful to have a job this last year. I mean, (laughs) being, being that I've experienced, um, joblessness multiple times in my life. Um, I understand, um, how it feels to have a job once you, um, have spent a period of time without one and, and the gratefulness you this knowing a check is coming in and you know and and part of the security and the blessing of having income is knowing you know every two weeks you get this amount of money you know that this bills are going to be paid but what happens when the bottom falls out right when the job is taken away or the bills go higher or a, a, you know or something um you know happens to your car and you have to put an extra two or three grand into something that you did not plan for and then you know fear and anxiety comes in right or what happens in those situations uh where you find out that your spouse or your you know significant other has um there's a possibility that that person is cheating on you and you are at the beginning stages of that and you're finding out and you're seeing the signs and and you're afraid you're maybe you know sometimes you're afraid to find out the truth because if you find out the truth then then you're going to lose them or are you going to lose them? I mean, at, at that point, once you find out the truth, you're going to have to make a decision. Do I do I stay? Do I do I work this out? I mean, and then it's facing the truth, the painful, painful truth of of the betrayal, and just um, you know, basically, you know, when someone cheats on you, and the anxiousness and the fear that comes on you is a lot different than the fear um, that comes on you, and the anxiousness that the anxiety that comes on you when you lose a job and your and your you know finances. Um, There's different forms of fear, right? There's different forms of anxiety. There's different degrees of anxiety. Um, You know, when someone is, when you have to face the fear of being alone, um, you know, fear of, fear of dying, you know, that's, 
um, oh my gosh, this year, I mean, people, I talked to a patient um, just this last week and they have not been out of their house since March of 2020. I mean, and I just thought because of fear and I, I, part of me was angry because, you know, if we have been lied to um, in some, some form, in some degree um, of the, of the depth of the um, danger of this and pen, you know, the, the, of the disease or I'm sorry, of the virus, um, you know, I'm angry for the, for, I, I feel for these patients who, you know, wrongly suffer and, um, and for those who, for those who've died alone, I mean, um, who were in hospital beds who had COVID and, and, or were dying of their sicknesses and, and couldn't have loved ones with them because of this, of the rules and regulations surrounding it. So, I mean, there's those fears, you know, she was in her house for a year with, with Nakamano and that wasn't the first time I have multiple patients um, have lived that way. Multiple patients live that way. And um, some of them are still waiting for the vaccine now to, and now with the vaccine at this time of this podcast, the vaccine has been out a few weeks and, um, you know, our company and our um, healthcare system that I work for has been distributed in them, um, but we're nowhere near what we need to be distributed. You know, we have hundreds of thousands of patients and we're getting a few thousand doses a week to distribute and it's just you know not not enough um at the rate that the people want it because they want to live their lives and they're thinking that this vaccine will solve the fear and take the fear away and now they can live again and and be free from fear and free from the fear of dying free from the fear of getting sick they feel like they can breathe again and be like you know "Ah, you know now we're gonna be okay and i'll be honest i you know the times like going back to Um, fear and anxiety that you have when you don't have a job or you don't have enough money in your job. You're not making, you know, you're making, I remember as um, when I first became a single mom, I was working two or three jobs, three jobs for, um, for the first few years. And then I went down to two jobs after that because I got a better paying job in the, um, in one of them. But I, and then I was spent time without a job. So, I mean, there's this fear that comes over you, especially when you're on your own and all the, you know, these dark thoughts that come in your head about, you know, you're not good enough. You you go and you're looking for a job and, and everyone's rejecting you because you don't have the degrees or you don't have enough experience or you're an idiot or you're just too pretty or, you know, the you know there are women that don't hire you because you're too pretty um, or the men hire you and they just want to screw you and so then you can't work there anyway. I mean, it's, it's um, an endless, endless... Um, it's an endless conversation that you're having with your mind and with your body um, and your emotions about how to respond and how to, you know, how, what you're choosing to do in response to the fear and the anxiety that's coming against you um, in every situation. There's so many situations and I, I just ache for people. I mean, oh my gosh, I've had so many patients call me and I, I just, I start, I mean, I want to pray for them, although I've <laughs> I love praying for them when I can. In fact, when I first started this job, I was doing it more often. And um, because, you know, I was like, these people, they need, you know, they need divine help here. They need only God as the answers for some of these situations. And they're crying to me on the phone. We've got dads worried about their children, um, you know, patients dying um, with cancer and, um, you know, scared to death and, you know, literally scared um, because they've got diagnosis and they're sitting in front of you and you're, you have to somehow take that fear away from them. I mean, you, you know, the longing to, to take the fear and anxiety from people, 
um, is, I mean, for them, it's debilitating. It can stop you in your tracks. For some, it keeps them in their house for a year, right? Um, for others, it keeps you from, if you've been cheated on in a relationship and, um, you know, knowing the pain that and I have been cheated on. Um, I mean, I was in a 15-year marriage and there was a lot of things bad in that marriage, but, and I won't get into all that now, but um, one of the things, you know, finding out that, they don't love you and they don't want you they want someone else is so heartbreaking it's so um it, it hurts on a level that is so different and then the fear that you're never going to be good enough again that the fear of never being lovable enough again um you know those things are de- they can they do some pretty damn pretty big uh pretty big damage pretty big damage is that a right phrase <laughs> Um, it can cause some big, cause some great damage. Maybe that's better. Um, in how we choose to live our lives. And, you know, God has a lot to say in the Bible. There's actually 365 times that Jesus or the Holy Spirit who wrote the Bible, um, through men where he says, where God says, do not fear or fear not. And I, I heard a speaker say years and years ago, you know, for there to be a fear not or do not fear for every single day of the year, God must have really knew that we would need to hear it every single day. And there's another scripture where it says, God is love and perfect love casts off fear or casts away fear or destroys or de- um uh, destroys fear, casts, casts it away. And so the closer you become to God or, or reaching out to him and his resources and his word and, and praying to him and, and crawling up into his arms, so to speak, um, and, and thanking him for his knowledge when we don't know, for his wisdom when we don't feel like we have any, for his um, ability Um, when we have no ability um, for his love when we feel alone and unlovable Um, and trusting in the world we can't see right Um, and so fear is very um, God knew that we would be dealing with it in huge ways more than we know I think um, because he can see (laughs) You know, he can, he can see the enemy. At times we cannot see always in the spiritual realm, um, you know, what's going on. <laughs> you know, for those of you who maybe believe in angels and demons, some of you may not. Um, but I've seen too much in my life to know that they do exist on both sides. Um, I've seen the fruit of both of their behaviors, and I've seen um, them physically myself. Um, and that, again, is, another, is a topic for another time. <laughs> But fear is a spirit. The Bible says, For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I love that because, you know, as I talk to patients every day, we have so many of us are on antidepressants and anxiety medications and medications to help us sleep because we can't sleep because we're up all night thinking and worrying and and fighting God doesn't want that. He says um, that he gives his beloved sleep. He says that 
Um, He gives us peace in the midst of the storm. Jesus slept on the boat when there were hurricane force-like winds tipping over the boat. Not like tipping it over, but like rocking the boat. And the disciples are like freaking out. They're taking buckets and getting the water out of the boat. And they're looking back and there's Jesus sleeping in the middle of, and the Bible says, this was hurricane force um, storm. Like what I think of is that that movie, I think it's called The Perfect Storm, which I only watched twice because I just can't watch it again. It's just too sad of an ending for me. But I mean, and yes, it's probably a lot of CGI, but that's okay too. You know, it's a movie. I love, I love bigger than life movies. I just, I just do. I'm a Marvel crazy um, fan and I love Superman and yeah. Anyway, back to The Perfect Storm. Those scenes in that movie where, I mean, it shows hurricane force and waves that are, you know, bigger than cities. I mean, these things, they're monstrous, right? It's like the, it's like the world, um, it's like another species. I mean, they're just huge. Um, it's, it's super scary. I mean, the fear, can't even imagine. I'm not a big, I've never been, a cru- been on a cruise. I, I really don't want to go on one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I like to swim in pools and sometimes lakes um, if I know that there's nothing going to hurt me in the bottom of it. But other than that, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm not a big um, seawater type of person. And I think, you know, the, the fact that Jesus could sleep in the boat and he, and he, they came and woke him up and said, don't master, don't you care that we're dying? And, you know, isn't that like us sometimes in our fear and anxiety and anxious moments when you know, our child is in the hospital and they're dying or they have, they were just, we've just received a report that, that they're super sick. I know of, um, gosh, I don't want to start crying. I know of a patient, of a, of a mom that, that dealt with that for a long time with her. And I know many parents do with their children who have, um, diseases and fight cancer and are fighting things. And you just think, why God, why aren't you, can, you know, why are you sleeping in the boat when this is happening? Right. Why are you just standing by? And I, you know, I'll tell you, I, I spent many years um, just back and forth on this whole thing because I would, you know, I, I thought I was, I was trying to serve Jesus and everything that I did. I was trying to do the right thing. And I kept getting these things bad, these bad things would happen. Um, and I couldn't understand why, oh shoot, hold on. I couldn't understand where was God and why wasn't he stepping in and saving the day? Um, where was my super God? Where was my Superman God? You know, where, Jesus, why are you just sleeping in the boat? And then Jesus just says, you know, ye have little faith. And then he speaks to the storm and he makes it go away and everything's calm and fine again. So then it makes, you know, begs the question, you know, what am I doing wrong still, right? Why do, am I still facing all this fear? Why are there still terrible things happening? Why can't I just calm the storm and make everything right with my words? But here's the thing. I think, um, you know, we live in a world that is fallen and it will never be utopia and it will never be heaven. Only heaven can be heaven. And I know that's really profound, but only heaven can be heaven. It's not going to be here. You know, there's too much. The enemy is alive and well on the earth, even though Jesus has disarmed him. We have to believe in him and partner with him in order to use basically the armor of God in order to use. God has given us the ability to fight off the enemy and to fight fear and to fight anxiety with our words like Jesus did and with our lives 
by walking and moving and living like Jesus did in the boat where he basically slept. It's knowing like there's there's this another scripture that says, and having done all stand. When you've done all that you can do, and I'm not saying like, you know, cramming your, you know, or, or um, staying up all night trying to figure out all the things that you should be doing. It's saying, God, give me wisdom and what am I supposed to be doing in this situation? What do I need to do um, for our finances? What's wisdom? And if he gives you some things to do, I mean, you do them and then you rest. I mean, if it's, if it's not enough yet, then you just wait on him and you say, you know what, Lord, I've done all that I can do. I give it to you. I thank you for your peace in this situation. And you, first of all, you said you supply all my needs and I'm going to trust you for that. And, you know, I, I, um, I won't talk too long tonight. I think that this is a huge topic and I, my heart aches so much. I, it's so hard to describe Be, being that I, I have understood being fearful for my, basically my entire life. And my marriage was an abusive, um, fearful marriage. I was married 15 years. Before that, I spent years and years tormented by fear um, in different ways and shapes and forms. And I have written a book about it. You can get that if you want. It's on Amazon. You can message me if you're curious about it. But, um, you know, it's... We have been given the answer the life-giving answer, the peace-giving answer to all fear and to all um, anxiety and, you know, it's slash depression, you know, because they seem to go together. They seem to be cousins when it comes to, because once you're super fearful, you get, you, you run, go into a depression because you can't, it feels like you're, there's no way out. And um, that's exactly what the devil wants you to believe. That's exactly what um, the dark forces want you to believe. They don't want you to push forward in your life. They don't want success for your life. And um, your life matters. Your life matters. And in order to move forward, we need to, you need to understand how precious you are and that God told us 365 times in the Bible to fear not and do not fear. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, give thanks in everything so we pray and thank him so it's like we do what we can do and then you just move on right it's like especially like um i never understood like going back to the cheating cheating um boyfriend or girlfriend you know i never understood like if a guy if my boyfriend is going to cheat on me with someone else i am not going to get mad at that girl my issue is not with her my issue is with him because my world with him, if he is any kind of a man, he will stay with me. I don't want any man who doesn't want to be with me. He doesn't deserve me. He doesn't deserve to, to touch me. He doesn't deserve to love me. He doesn't deserve to receive the blessing and the gift of my love to him if he's going to, you know, go get stuff from somewhere else. And in all honesty, you know, and, and he, you know, if, if you're not satisfied with someone and you're longing to be with someone else, just leave them, leave the situation. It's, um, you know, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, extremely cowardly, <laughs> extremely cowardly because it shows that you're just too, um, 
if you are, and I'll, I'll be straight on this, it's if you are cheating on your um, significant other, you are on, um, you will not be satisfied. You will not be blessed until you get that fixed. You either break up that person and move forward with the other person or whatever, but you do not commit to what, you know, you're speaking out of one side of your mouth and then you're speaking another thing out of the other side of your mouth and a double-minded man will not be prosperous in his ways there's another scripture for you but you know if you're disloyal you're 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 gonna reap that as well um but back to anxiousness and fear so when you are afraid with in a cheating spouse situation even after you found out if you're afraid that you're gonna lose that person believe me i understand that fear i understand Oh my Lord, I understand so many levels of fear. And the cool thing is, is that I understand the love of God way more than that. I I know in the night seasons, I know in those dark, scary, some of the scariest flipping moments of my entire life, which have been multiple, um, I have seen the hand of God step in and bring a peace. I've seen him save my butt and my kids um, at different times. I've seen him and I have felt his presence in a way that, that can't be described. Um, and he, that's, what, that's what that verse that says, and he gives me peace that passes all understanding. There's a peace that comes that you just can't understand. You can't buy it. You can't buy enough security for it. I mean, remember Stephen King? He was one of the most, you know, how much money? He was such a, you know, whatever, millionaire guy. And he was, he was more afraid than the people in his books. I mean, he was a, a huge man of fear. I mean, and you could actually, you could see it on his face. He was so, he was just, I don't know. He just looked tormented because of the way he, his, he grew old too quickly. I mean, it just, you could tell that his, the demons, I mean, he, he, he had the ideas for the books. Come on, people. Where did he get the ideas for the books? I mean, come on. He had, he had some help in his mind, right? He had definitely had some dark forces whispering ideas into his head at any rate. Um, but he, he couldn't pay enough security for his house. He was he was so afraid. He didn't want to go outside. He was just a fearful man. And so you can't buy enough to create peace inside. And if someone else wants to leave you, let them leave. Make room for amazing to come to your door. Make room for the person who will bring love and not fear. If some if you're feeling more fear with someone than you are love, you need to leave. Just just know that you need to leave. Um, I had to take time um, to do that in my situation. There are some, I mean, in serious abusive situations, you have to sometimes take um, steps and you have to be careful. Um, I just was um, another woman the other night um, had to leave her, her husband and take her children. They had to coordinate very quickly and quietly and get her out of there with her kids in a way that wasn't going to hurt her um, because of the you know, they had to do it wisely and get authorities involved and all that jazz. So um, anyway, there's if you want to go to the if, if you want, if you want more peace and if you want to get rid of anxiety and fear, the way to do that is to run to God and to ask him. You can start by just asking him to show you Just God, I, I want your love and not fear. Help me 
to fight fear. Show me what to do. If there's anything that you need to do, he'll tell you. I promise he w- he's not going to leave you hanging. He wants you to know that you're loved. He wants you to be at peace. He wants to love you. He is love. God is love. And perfect love casts out fear. It casts it out. It's like when you turn, it's like, let's say, pretend that the, the fear, you know, it's always fear and darkness, right? Love and light, fear and darkness, love and light. So whenever there's dark, you go into a dark room, room, you light one tiny match and you flick on that light, that little tiny match. And what happens to the dark? The dark cannot push it out. The light always pushes out the darkness. Always. It, it, it always, light always wins. And love always wins over fear. Always. You, you need to, now remember the, that's um, whatever you uh, magnify or whatever you focus on, you create more of, right? Or you make bigger. If you magnus, magnify something, like in a magnifying glass, you're making it bigger, right? So the more you focus on the fear, the more you feed your thoughts, your fearful thoughts, the more you um, play those tapes in your mind of the what if things of, of the, but this could happen and this could happen. And then you speak it with your mind and it's like this hamster wheel that just keeps going and going and going and it gets worse and worse and worse. And you're not going anywhere. You just wear yourself out and you actually, you can, you can really do some major damage to yourself health wise and to your world by speaking more life and or excuse me speaking more death and fear into your life and into the the situation you're going to have what you say i mean words have power and then we won't get into that again but the, but words have power i mean just think about all the negative things that have ever been said to you if you had someone say some really negative stuff um and how powerful your words are those words are because they ring in your ear they can ring in your mind for years negative things um and so words are powerful they speak life or death and so when you are speaking, you could speak life and you sit, your life and light and love into the darkness and into the fear. And, I, and that will start um, fixing. So you, you need to focus and magnify the love and the light of God and um, ask him to show you how to do that. I mean, the word of God is, is great for that. Um, you can Google and you can YouTube any kind of you know, Christian worship. I, I mean, I have some things that I listen to and it's like immediately in the mornings, I, I start, I just push play, um, on my, on my YouTube and plays on my speaker. And I just, it just immediately calms me immediately. It's just like, it's crazy cool. Um, and you know, the presence of God is, is I would say magical. It's, it's magical. It does things that you can't describe. Um, that's why, you know, Jesus, this whole religion versus Christianity. I mean, religiosity is, is BS. It's, it's man-made bullshit. Sorry. It, it just is. It's just rules and regulations that they made up thinking, you know, whatever. And, and it's so cold and empty and dark and, and it causes death. It just really does. It pushes people away from God, not brings them closer. It's, it's the love of God. It's the relationship. It's just spending time with him. And you know what? The more you spend time with him, um, you know, the more you behold him, the more you sit with him, the more you become like him, because he just, he's going to, he's going to drown you in his presence. He's going to drown you with his peace. He's going to drown you with your love, with his love. He's going to show wisdom to you. He's going to make you happy. He's going to give you um, dreams and visions and hope. He's going to give you hope. He's going to like show you cool things. He's going to open doors of favor for you. He loves, loves, loves you guys. Um, Yeah. And for anybody who listens, who's 
who's feeling afraid, um, whatever the situation is, who's feeling anxiety and maybe you're taking medications for it, that's okay. You know, you use what's in front of you to help you is fine. Um, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, we don't know all the ins and outs of our brains and there might be something, you know, funky in there. And so if it's helping you, keep on, you know, let it. Um, and, you know, spending time with God to just, just, I mean, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be holy. It doesn't have to be, you know, a bunch of, you know, crossing your, um, you know, making the sign of the cross all over yourself it is, is not necessary. It isn't. He just, he knows your heart. He can see right through you and he loves you despite all of it. He, he knows everything and he loves you. And that's what's so crazy cool. And I just, I love that we can dream about our, our futures. Uh, we can dream about our lives and, and he's the one, you know, he can do anything guys, no matter what your situation is, you know, that's why Jesus could sleep in the boat because he knew the father. He knew, he knew he had already won. He knew that that the dark side was no match for the love of God. He knew it, you know, and, and people say, well, yeah, well, he was God. You know what? He was also fully man. He was fully God and fully man. And he has given us the opportunity to live like that, to live in the same peace. And I just, um, God, I can't even explain to you how much he has saved me so many times, so many nights, so many days, so many scary hours of my life, scary times with my children. And, um, you know, he's, he's a very, you know, this is scripture, a very real present help in time of trouble. That's one of the a verse in Psalms. I believe it's could be 47, one could be 37, one. I can't remember. Sorry. I have to look it up. Look it up. Um, yeah, I want to read something to you. I hope you don't mind me sharing. I'm going to, um, share something. I, I, um, I used to do it a lot more. I've done it. I go through scenes, seasons of it over my last 